Whenever you formally make an offer to buy real estate, it's customary to pay an earnest money deposit or EMD. Now this is a sum of money showing the seller your good faith that you're gonna to adhere to the terms of the contract and purchase the property. Well, as a real estate investor, especially if you're planning on flipping the property, it's important you understand exactly how the earnest money is handled between you and the seller and between you and your cash buyer. How much should you pay? What should you pay? Who do you pay it to? How do you protect your earnest money deposit? And how and when do you get it back? And then if you're wholesaling the property, what about your cash buyer? How is his or her earnest money handled? I'm gonna answer all of these questions and more on today's video. Get ready to learn how earnest money works when wholesaling houses coming up. Hi, it's Jerry Norton, and the purpose of earnest money is to show the seller your good faith to buy the property. The earnest money is to be held in escrow and applied to the purchase on the day of closing. That means if you sign a contract with a seller and then all of the contingencies are removed, more on that in a minute, and you don't close on the contract, you forfeit your earnest money and the seller gets to keep it. Well, earnest money can be a little tricky when wholesaling houses because you have an earnest money from you to the seller and then earnest money between you and your cash buyer. So in this video, first I'm going to cover everything you need to know about earnest money between you and the seller. There are four rules that you need to follow and then I'm going to cover everything you need to know about earnest money between you and your cash buyer and the four rules that you need to follow. And then I'm going to give you a workflow example so that you can see how it all fits together. But first, if we've never met, I'm Jerry Norton and this channel is dedicated to helping you make money right now in real estate. Not later in 10 or 20 years or even three to five years, but right now so that you can achieve true financial freedom and live your dream life. Consider subscribing to my channel and click the bell icon to get notified when new videos are released. And be sure to stay to the end of this video because at the end, I'm going to show you a really cool hack strategy to not pay in earnest money, which is especially helpful if you don't have any extra cash right now to pay the earnest money. So when it comes to earnest money between you and the seller, there are four rules to follow. Rule number one is there is no required amount of earnest money. It can be a dollar or it can be $10,000. It's up to whatever you and the seller agree to. Remember, the ramifications for not performing on the contract are that you forfeit your earnest money to the seller. So obviously you would like the earnest money deposit to be as low as possible, which reduces your risk in the event you can't perform on the contract. And the seller would like the earnest money to be as high as possible possible to lower his risk that you walk from the deal. So how much is typically paid? Well, when it comes to some private sellers, you can offer a very low earnest money deposit between $10 and $100, but some more sophisticated sellers will require more between $100 to $1,000 typically. When it comes to on-market properties where there are agents involved, usually your earnest money is between $500 and $1,000 because the agent knows to get a higher earnest money deposit. Keep in mind, when dealing with a more sophisticated seller, such as bank-owned properties called REOs, the bigger your earnest money deposit, the stronger your offer. Watch this video to learn how to strengthen your offer. Rule number two, never pay the earnest money deposit until after you have an executed contract. I see a lot of investors make this mistake and provide the earnest money deposit with their offer up front. This is common with real estate agents. Agents will often ask you to write a check for the earnest money deposit to be presented with your offer. 
offer. Never do that. Instead, you can provide a copy of an earnest money check so the seller sees a copy of your earnest money and your offer feels more legit, but you don't actually pay the earnest money until after you have an executed contract. Rule number three, never pay the earnest money deposit directly to the seller. The earnest money is to be held in a protected escrow account to be applied towards the purchase at the closing. With on-market properties, it's usually held in the real estate broker's escrow account. If it's an off-market property, you'll want the title escrow or attorney who will be handling the closing transaction to hold it in their escrow account. That way, in the event the seller doesn't meet his terms of the contract or you decide to exercise a contingency and terminate your contract early, you can get your earnest money back. If you gave the earnest money to the seller, good luck trying to get it back. Rule number four is to always protect your earnest money. Your earnest money doesn't become non-refundable or what is often referred to as hard until all of the contingencies are removed from your contract. A contingency is a clause in your contract that allows you to back out of the contract without any repercussions. The most common contingency is an inspection contingency. You can include in your contract a specified time for you to inspect the property. This is typically anywhere from one to 10 days, but again, it's whatever you and the seller agree to. Whether you do an inspection or not isn't the point. The point is during that time frame, you can back out of your contract contract and get your earnest money back. And after that time frame, if you have no other contingencies, your earnest money would go hard. And if you don't perform, you would lose it. So for example, let's say that you paid a $500 earnest money deposit and you had a seven day inspection contingency in your contract. And let's say on day seven, you still haven't secured a cash buyer to wholesale your deal to. You could exercise your inspection contingency and terminate your contract and get your earnest money back. But after day seven, the inspection contingency would be satisfied and your earnest money would become non-refundable. By the way, if that ever happened, watch this video about how to renegotiate your contract with the seller instead of terminating your contract. Keep in mind, if for some reason you don't perform on the contract, the only real consequence is you lose your earnest money. Sure, the seller could sue you for non-performance of the contract, but if that were the case, the seller could not sell it to anyone else while he's spending thousands of dollars in legal fees to try and force you to buy his property. Very unlikely. The point is, always protect your earnest money and understand when it goes hard and the risks associated. Okay, now let's talk about how earnest money works between you and your cash buyer. Now having the perspective of being the buyer, you're going to flip roles now and look at the earnest money from the seller's perspective since you're now flipping your contract to a cash buyer. Rule number one is to always get an earnest money from your cash buyer. Never make the mistake of not getting an earnest money from your cash buyer. This is their skin in the deal. If a cash buyer doesn't pay an earnest money, then it's easy for them to back out of the deal. Ask me how I know that. Rule number two, make the earnest money substantial. Not only should you get an earnest money from your cash buyer, but it should be big enough to really commit them to the deal. My minimum earnest money deposit that I recommend is $2,500 and sometimes I'll go as high as $5,000. You wanna make sure that you don't lock up your deal with a flaky cash buyer who's not 100% serious about buying your contract and closing on time. Rule number three, make the earnest money deposit non-refundable. That means no contingencies. Unlike your contract with the seller, you don't want your cash buyer to have a way to back out of the contract later. If your cash buyer says he needs time for due diligence, tell him to do his due diligence first and then execute the assignment contract. Meanwhile, find a cash buyer who's already done their due diligence and is ready to sign a contract with no contingencies and put down a non-refundable earnest money deposit. Be sure to watch this video about how to get the highest and best price from your 
cash buyers. Rule number four, have the earnest money made out to you because if they will, why not? But if the cash buyer doesn't wanna make it out to you for the same reason we disclosed earlier, have it made out to the title escrow or attorney who will be doing the closing transaction. Now let's do an example work throw from A to Z so that you can see how both sides of the earnest money is handled. Let's say that you get an off-market property under contract for $125,000 with a $250 earnest money deposit and a 30-day closing. Step number one, as soon as you execute the contract, you contact your wholesaler-friendly title escrow or attorney who is going to handle the closing transaction. You give them a copy of your contract and a $250 check to hold an escrow. They're gonna do a title search and prepare for a closing in 30 days. Step number two, you find a cash buyer who agrees to purchase the property for let's say $140,000. You execute an assignment contract for $15,000 with a non-refundable earnest money deposit of 2500 made out to you or the same title company doing the closing. So now the title escrow or attorney has two executed agreements. The purchase and sale agreement between you and the seller for 125000 and an assignment agreement for 140000 between you and your cash buyer and they have two earnest money deposits. Yours to the seller for $250 and the cash buyer to you for $2,500. Step three, the title escrow or attorney runs the title on the property and determines that the title is clear of any encumbrances, which means there's no outstanding loans, liens, or mortgage balances, and lets you, the seller, and the buyer all know the date the closing is gonna take place. So now what happens to all of the money? Ignoring any closing costs that the buyer and seller would pay, here's how it breaks down on the day of closing. Number one, the title company collects the balance of the assignment agreement purchase price from the cash buyer. Step number two, then the title company takes out $125,000 from that amount and gives it to the seller according to the original purchase price between you and the seller. Number three, the title company gives you two checks, one for $250 for the earnest money you put down on the property and another check for $14,750 for the balance of your assignment fee. The outcome is that the seller got his $125,000, the cash buyer now owns the property for 140,000 and you made an assignment fee of 15,000 for putting the whole deal together and everyone is happy. Now I'm glad you stayed to the end of this video because I'm gonna share with you a cool hack strategy to not pay an earnest money deposit. Here's how. Step number one, when you execute your contract with the seller, put in your contract earnest money deposit of $2,500 to be paid at the end of due diligence. Step number two, put a 10 day inspection due diligence in your contract. That means you will owe the $2,500 earnest money at the end of the 10 days. Now the seller will have to agree to this, but since you made it $2,500 and not $100, they are more likely to agree to this. Step number three, during the 10 day due diligence period, find a cash buyer and get him to agree to pay a $2,500 non-refundable earnest money, which you use to pay your $2,500 earnest money that is owed to the seller. Now if you think that's brilliant, hit that like button right now and leave a comment and say, Jerry, you are a genius and I'm gonna use that on my next deal. And if you're looking to do your first deal or your next deal, I'll be your buyer. I have capital to buy deals and systems in place to do fix and flips in any market in the US. In fact, I'll pay you $10,000 for every deal that you bring me that meets my criteria. I'll even pay the earnest money deposit. To learn how you can get a $10,000 check being a finder for me in as little as 30 days, be sure to watch this next video. It's about 45 minutes long and on that video, I break down everything you need to know to join my finder program. So check that out now. And remember, it's not about the money, it's about having the time and freedom to be, do, have, and give everything you want in life. That's what it's all about and I'll see you on the next video.